Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the rock of Holy Scripture? I've got my coffee here today. My Bible is open. I'm meditating on a passage from Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude, but it's found in verses 22 and 23. It's actually a memory passage that our church has been memorizing in the past month, and we've been spending some time dwelling on that. And while I was meditating on that, it dawned on me that that has direct application to the uh, study that we've been working on, at least started yesterday, on on uh, being how best to communicate the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll remember that in the last podcast, I spoke of the fact that there are two great truths that in their own way are vital to our understanding how we can be faithful and fruitful in our evangelism, how we can reach people for Jesus Christ, because everybody wants to know how I can know more about what a Jehovah's Witness believes, or a scientist friend, or Islam, or some agnostic that you may be able to talk to, and how is the best approach with somebody who believes in worshiping crystals, or something of that nature. And I mentioned to you that God doesn't call us so much to be uh, involved in downloading and beating them over the head with doctrines. However, don't misunderstand me. Doctrine, right teaching, is extremely important because God put a premium on sound doctrine. It means things, and it's important that we be thinking correctly uh, about and, and scripturally about what is right and what is wrong. But when you're working with people and you're trying to bring them to a knowledge of Christ, we need to understand that evangelism involves doctrine and it is based on sound doctrine, but we need to understand that everybody is a little bit different. Uh, you reach people. People are tricky, and that means that it can't always be a one-size-fits-all and have a patented speech that you go through. You're going to want to know about that person and invest your conversation in the person that you're talking to and not assume what they believe or don't believe. That's why I hope this podcast will be a little helpful, particularly this one we're talking about now. And it's to remember that everyone is different, but yet, number two, I would say uh, uh, everybody is the same. Everybody is different. Everybody is the same. The Bible says in Jude 22 and verse 23, uh, it says, and, uh, and of some have compassion, making a difference, literally, and have mercy on some who are doubting, is how that literally reads. Uh, and others save with fear, pulling them out, of the fire. Uh, this is a passage that the, uh, the, the Jude himself is really telling you as a reader that we don't deal uh, in the same way with all of, all of the people that we talk to. Uh, and in the context of what Jude is writing, there are those who have been seduced by false teachers. And you try to make a difference and you try to uh, differentiate between those who have been led away by weakness and, and wrong thinking and those who in the pride and the arrogance of their hearts and their unwillingness to submit to the truth of the word of God. In other words, what Jude is saying is every person that you talk to about Christ is going to be different. Even if they may come from similar backgrounds, that's the reality of what's going to happen, that everybody is different. So when I'm asked 
uh, as a pastor about the best way to witness to people from other faiths and backgrounds. I, I am encouraged by that because I do think that you need to take the opportunity to know what different faiths and worldviews are out there. It's not that you should be ignorant about those things. All that training is important. But it's among the most, the best advice that I could give. The bottom line is this. You need to talk with each individual uh, that God brings across your path and interact with their actual beliefs. Uh, and for all those reasons, uh, I recommend you treating that non-Christian friend as being very unique. Now, at the same time, realize everyone is also the same. It seems contradictory, but it's really not. Uh, all I'm saying today is that there are a million ways for people to pursue the same goals and that both the differences and the similarities need to be understood. There are some things that run throughout the human race uh, with our Bible glasses on. You can recognize how true this is. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11 that God has set eternity in the human heart. Meaning by that, that there is an intuitive, innate understanding of eternity and what that means and something that uh, the animal kingdom does not have, but is distinctly true for human beings. The Bible also says that in Acts chapter 17, verse 26 and 27, that God literally has marked out uh, our appointed times in history so that we would seek him. That's the whole design. There is something in which everybody is the same. Several somethings, actually. There's a desire for love. There's a desire for companionship. There's a desire for acceptance. There's a desire for, uh, for no guilt. There's a desire for many of these things that are built into the human, human uh, sentient soul and being. Now, because of that, because everyone is the same, can I suggest to you some questions that I always try to ask in evangelism? It'd be good for you if you have the opportunity to just kind of mark these down and remember these, that when you have a chance to talk to somebody about Christ, these are some questions that I always try to ask of somebody who I'm trying to give the gospel to. Uh, number one, here's this one. What gets you up in the morning? Say you're talking to somebody. That is a wonderful question. In other words, what do you live for? Uh, we all have a common need for significance and purpose in life. Uh, as part of my curiosity about somebody's life, I'll often delve into that area and I'll look for ways to speak of the surprising love of God, uh, the, the, the blessing of an almighty creator, uh, one who is the God of love, the God of Jesus, who first uh, shows us our need for Christ and then fulfills all of our longings. Uh, and you can be creative in the way that you bring that up and the way he has blessed you in the way that he has given you meaning and purpose and significance to your own life. So begin with that one of those questions. What gets you up in the morning? Secondly, you can also ask the question, what gets you down? In other words, what is the shape of your own struggles with life and the struggles with yourself? What are you working through? What are you laboring through right now? And at that point, sometimes I'll share about my own struggles and how I came to Christ and the pathway that God brought me through. And, so, and, and I'll talk supremely about those, those things that brought me my struggles in life, my own sin and my selfishness. 
Because I find that the best way to provoke repentance or an understanding of it in others is to begin with how I had to come to a place of confession myself. Third, I will ask somebody, well, what gets you through? Given all these struggles in life, how do you cope? I have used that question so much with people down through the years. What is the mechanism with which you deal with life? How do you cope? What comforts you? What gives you hope? And here you're really beginning to get to the heart of things because I want to hear their experiences and to share about the hope that I have in Jesus Christ. That is so vital. And along the way of giving that testimony, I want to make sure that they understand what I discovered in the Word of God that has been such a help to me. Uh, This is what the Apostle Peter meant when he said, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have with gentleness and respect. Of course, that's a classic text on evangelism. But read it in context to be able to give an answer. It's part of a conversation. It's part of an understanding of that person you're talking to. 1 Peter 3, 8, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Uh, If you have that kind of sympathy, that love, that compassion, that humility, and you minister to people from your own experience, Uh, I think that that would engage anybody and cause them to think, whatever belief background they come from, to think about their need for a Savior. Let's enjoy the opportunities that God gives to us. Be curious. uh, What gets you up? What gets you down? And what gets you through? Those are some great questions as you try to bring people to love your Savior. God bless. 